You're listening to the Active Lifestyle Marketer, brought to you by Tiger Creative, the creative agency for active lifestyle brands. Find out more at tigercreative.com. Welcome to the Active Lifestyle Marketer, a podcast dedicated to bringing industry experience and insight into marketing and active lifestyle brand. Whether you're a travel and leisure, fitness and sport, or a health and nutrition brand, if you want insight into the strategies, struggles, challenges, and successes of other active lifestyle brand executives, you've come to the right place. Welcome back to the Active Lifestyle Marketer. Today on the show, we have Heidi Myers, who is co-founder of the Raspatitsa Spring Classic. Heidi, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. So Heidi, for our viewers who may not know about Raspatitsa, why don't you give a, l- a quick summary about what the race is, how it got started, and uh, maybe your background, um, as long as maybe as as well as maybe some of a- Anthony's background. Yeah, sure. So Raspatitsa uh, was started a few years ago with one of my best friends and I, uh, Anthony Mocha, and we um, we both worked in the cycling industry, um, both working for Garneau at the time. Um, and we just had this desire to just put on a bike race and we actually knew absolutely nothing about doing that. Um, (laughs) we just kind of put all of our heart and passion into it. Uh, the first year we, our goal was to get 50 riders to the start line. We figured, Hey, we can at least round up 50 friends. Um, we had 300 that first year and this year we've just closed registration at a little over a thousand. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, it's a 40-mile gravel road race in April in Vermont. Um, so April in Vermont can bring any uh, weather that you can possibly imagine. If you could fit all four seasons into one, that's pretty much what April in, in Vermont is. It's complete mud season. So Raspatitsa itself, uh, it stands for mud season in Russian. And so that probably brings with it all kinds of unexpected uh details on the day of the actual race right for sure and there's actually a a 5k section called siberia um and that part of the course uh the roads haven't been maintained all winter so they haven't been plowed they haven't been salted they haven't been anything uh so that's usually a hike and bike section uh that the riders usually have to pretty much shoulder their bike through interesting so Raspatita is kind of like a passion project for you and Anthony. And so yes. as you guys build this, is is it going to remain a passion project? Is it something that you'd like to start doing full time? Or like what are kind of some of your goals as you guys look forward into the next three to five yeah. years? Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely there's always that, that um, you know, notion in the back of our minds like, wow, we love what we're doing. If we could do this full time, this would be amazing. Um, But there's also a huge part of our um, organization that that gives back to growing cycling. So pretty much most of the profits, if not all of the profits we make, go to support um, two uh, organizations, Little Bellas, which helps get girls on mountain bikes, and Jam Fun Cycling, which helps um, up-and-coming cyclocross racers. Oh, interesting. And was that something that you guys wanted to do from the beginning or is, has that kind of evolved over the last five years? No, we started from the beginning. We, you know, to, to just do it as a full passion project. Uh, we just figured that if we give what we make to really good organizations that are just going to, you know, continue the health of the cycling industry in the long run, that's a win. 
Um, it's a win for us. Um, and it just really keeps us honest about what we're doing and really focused on like quality, not making money. Right. And so is it just you and Anthony putting this on? Or, I mean, a, a race of this size now, it's got to require some manpower. Do you guys have volunteers or staff? What does that look like? Yeah, I mean, it's just Anthony and I primarily. We do have, you know, an abundance of great volunteers and um, tremendous help from, you know, family and friends. And um, But, uh, you know, behind the scenes, it's really just him and I. That's crazy. Well, good for you guys. So what makes... You talked and touched on this a little bit, but what makes Raspatitsa uh, different than other gravel road races is that has become kind of a uh, up and coming trend, I guess, within the road racing or by cycle racing uh, space. Yeah, um, we have, you know, we really tried to get to know our racers. Um, if you ever attend one of our events at the finish line, it's both Anthony and I there shaking hands with pretty much everybody who crosses the finish line as much as we possibly can. Um, we've come to know, you know, hundreds of our racers on a first name basis. Um, it's really like a homegrown event and, um, I remember last year, you know, walking around post event and, you know, one participant said to me, like, I don't know how you do it with this many people here, but you make everybody here feel special. Um, so we've really focused on, you know, providing an event that um, puts the racer first, like everything we do, every dollar we spend, um, every marketing action that we, you know, take upon us, it's really, you know, will it benefit our racers? And if it doesn't, it's not our priority. Interesting. And so are you and Anthony taking, are you, you guys personally making anything off of the race? No. Or is it all going back into the race and, and to support those two organizations? It all goes either back into the race or to support those two organizations. Well, that's really incredible. Good for you guys. So as, as you've built this over the last handful of years, um, what are some marketing strategies and approaches that you guys have have brought to the race to get people out because over the last five years that's some pretty quick growth especially that many 300 in the first year that's crazy right um we've really like made it less about us so like all of our marketing actions are about riding and it doesn't you know we often say like if you can't ride the raspatiza there's you know 42 other gravel road races in the northeast um go check them out um and i think by like taking that burden off of just trying to sell something and and you know demonstrating more passion and you know more love of actual riding and it just keeps us authentic and keeps the race really authentic and i think our racers subscribe to that believe in that um and show up for that reason and so are, are the riders that are racing in the raspatiza are they more of a hardcore cyclist um some i mean we've we've you know we discourage nobody so the race itself is unsanctioned because we don't want to limit anybody's participation. Um, so we've had, I mean, we definitely have racers at the front of the pack that, you know, are, you know, full throttle the entire way. Uh, we have people suffering through it <laughs> for sure. <laughs> we, um, you know, we pretty much tell everybody if you have a bicycle helmet and a bicycle, uh, you can do the race. And so, so back to the marketing and, and getting people behind um, the race. Are you guys just pushing a lot of social media? Are you, what kind of strategies are you using like tangibly inbound stuff? Are you just 
cold calling? Are you are you pushing out direct mail pieces? All of the above. Yeah. Um. So I would say you know. 90% of our our marketing is is social media. Um we we don't do any pay ad advertisements. Um um it's really, you know, telling about te- storytelling. Um the the money we have invested has been into video production and photography production and really illustrating and giving somebody something visually to identify with the race and to be like, "Yes, I want to be part of that." Um but we don't typically believe in like paid advertising or um cold calling or um you know we just try to illustrate us the best way that we can and who jumps on board jumps on board and if they don't they don't but um we're really targeting that you know emotion more than um masses right and so would it be a correct assumption to say that a lot of your racers are returning athletes from previous years for sure. I think we have like an 80% return rate or something. It's, it's crazy high. Oh my goodness. It's really, it's really turned into like this, this really like uh family almost event. I mean, I know there's a thousand people and that's hard to imagine that there's that much of a connection between our riders, but there, there truly is. That's crazy. 80%. Wow. So then after the race, is, is there a community element? Like, are you guys providing some type of lunch or dinner or entertainment after the race? Was that kind of Yeah, like? for sure. Um, we have crazy things throughout the entire race. So we have multiple feed zones. Um, where, you know, we have a through the Siberia, the really hard section, we serve uh, maple syrup and ice shot glasses oh, so cool. that the riders can like take a shot and literally throw the glass and it melts and it leaves no environmental um, problem, uh, no littering. <laughs> and there's, you know, through that section, there's like costumed unicorns and yetis and really weird stuff. Um this year we're actually doing a cyclocross finish. So there'll be a one lap cyclocross finish. So that'll really make it a spectator um, event. Um, food is um, included in your registration fee. So, and it's very local produced food. Um, all, you know, as much as we can, things are sourced locally. So local uh, meats and, and vegetables to produce the meal. Um, there is, uh, music at the finish as well, um, and a host of like events. So like Little Bellas is coming this year, and they're setting up a s'more recovery station. And um, there's always like a multitude of things for people to be involved in. So it's really like a almost like a one day expo. Yeah, so you guys have have really uh, we've tried take... to dial it in as much as possible. Yeah, and and create a, a incredible experience for your for your. Well, customer, your racers, like something that they are going to remember and they can't not do the next year. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a very difficult race, but, you know, we always tell people like there's beer at the finish. <laughs> and and are some of the racers dressing up themselves? You said you have no. unicorns running around the track <laughs> or the, the course. No, we, I mean, to, to date, I can't think of any racer that's dressed up him or herself, but um, it's just, it's, you know, a, it's a really difficult uh, course. There's a lot of climbing. There's a um, really steep ascent, ascents. Um, 
So we just try to keep it fun and light on the way to like get them to get through it. So, you know, if there's like, if they get to a point and there's a costume unicorn and that takes their mind off the suffering for three minutes, it's worth it. Right. And Raspatita is a, I'm not sure if you mentioned this offline or in this conversation already, I can't remember, but is, is it a annual race? Are there multiple races under the Raspatita name? Sure. So the Raspatita itself is an annual race, um, usually held in April in Vermont. Um, we are kind of, kind of starting to expand. So we will this summer do what we call the Rogue Ride, and that's a free gravel ride um, that's semi-supported. Um, and it's pretty much just come out and ride because you love to ride. There's no registration fee. There's no timing. There's It's very bare bones, but um, people are starting to like really subscribe to that. Um, and then we do have a few things up our sleeves for 2018. Very cool. So with this style of race that you guys have put on and, and not taking any uh, profit, but giving all that back to organizations like Little Bella's, do you have a lot of businesses that have noticed what you guys are doing and, and said, hey, we want to come on board and be a part of this or donate towards this or invest in you guys as you build this? Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's that's another thing that's kind of unique about us is we've never – truly chased after sponsors. I mean, we've definitely have um, a group of really strong bicycle related industry friends that um, help us. Um, but we don't spend our, you know, several man hours chasing sponsor dollars. Right. I mean, most of the sponsors we work with, we work with for um, value, not money. So um, it's things that they can bring to the race that um, really provide, you know, value to the race. So Trek Bicycles helps us produce, you know, a thousand water bottles. And so every racer gets a water bottle on course that's filled with water and they can toss um, one of their water bottles and pick it up at the finish and grab a new one. Or they can, you know, have a second holder to add a water bottle to on their bike. Um, but that's that's value and it gives them that pro feel. Um, so we work with, you know, tons of sponsors. Garneau helps us produce like amazing leaders jerseys. Um, and I mean, all of our sponsors are, are mostly value. That's really cool. And so do you think a lot of that came out of your, um, relationship with Garneau personally, or they just love what you guys are doing and want to be a part of it because it's, uh, there's so much purpose and meaning behind what you guys are doing. Um, yeah, I think most all of our sponsors, you know, find, you know, meaning behind what we're doing. And um, that's why they jump on board. I mean, this year, especially we've had um, we've had, you know, many people jump, jump, jump on board. Um, bike flights came on board this year. Um, Untapped SERP really started, you know, helping out more this year. Um, the Chillmark Coffee, we have a great coffee sponsor from Martha's Vineyard who drives up for the race and keeps our racers caffeinated. Um, I mean, the list is huge. We have um, a bike wash station set up by a Canadian distributor and um, everybody's like bringing value and it, we make it feel like their event. So every sponsor we have like comes on board, like Woodchuck Hard Cider is coming on board this year and they'll be at the pre-registration night, um, handing out free pine glasses. Um, so uh, they're, they're all coming on board and they're coming with ideas and 
together we make it like this huge event and it's their event as much as it's our event. That's really cool. So as you guys have grown over the last five years, obviously you've had a ton of success and this is booming, ever increasing with every year that you do it. Uh, But there's got to be some struggles and challenges. What have you guys run into as you guys have uh, built up this race and pursued this passion? Um, something we struggle with a lot is getting like young riders out there. Um, the, uh, majority of our racers tend to be 40 plus. Um, and we've kind of like, as we want to evolve year after year, like realize, okay, that that's a problem. Um, so this year we've really tried to increase our under 23 audience. Um, so we came to the table with a $10 registration fee, which is actually less than the cost of having them in the race for us. So we're kind of funding them to be in the race, Uh but, um, we just put ourselves in, you know, if I was under 23, could I afford a hundred dollar registration fee? No, I couldn't. So we, when we, we put it out there at $10 and our registration for under 23, grew like four times. And is that a, a fee discount just for under 23 people or is that? Yeah, just for under 23. Okay. Okay. So then the, the registration fee for over 23 is kind of helping out with that. Yeah. And I think our riders off. are okay with that. I think, you know, like we're, we make it obvious that through our branding and through giving back to, to charities that, um, you know, that we, we stand for growing cycling. So knowing that they're kind of, um, supporting that, I think, I think they're fine with that. Yeah, for sure. You're, you're overly communicating that you guys are invested in that and invested in growing the, just the sport and awareness of cycling. So yeah, that's, I can, I can see why they would be okay with that. That makes a lot of sense. That's really cool. Um, so you touched on this a little bit, but how are you guys creating an experience for your racers that keeps them coming back year after year? And especially you've talked about and touched on that 80% return rate, that that's a crazy high percentage. Um, so what kind of other things are you creating in that experience that like, I can't miss Raspatita next year? Um, so we, we, we change up the course year after year. Um, so this year the course is actually being run in reverse. Um, so the, the course always changes. So it's not like I'm, you, you necessarily feel like I'm doing the same event. Um, it's going to be the same thing. Um, we, you know, we tend to like change the course, change the after party, um, change the feel a little bit year after year. Um, so it's a fresh new thing. Um, but I think, you know, it's really like appealing to our racers as, um, this is, you know, your event and there, you know, we had one guy this morning, we had closed registration yesterday and he emailed us and said, you know, let me in, please let me in. I'll, I'll pay $300. I'll pay $400. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's like, cause all of my friends are doing it and I want to do it. And so like they're coming up and, you know, to Northern Vermont, which our race is an hour and a half from the nearest airport. Um, hours and hours away from the nearest city. (laughs) Um, So they're, they're coming from, you know, far distances because it's, you know, a communal thing and they just want to take part in it. There's no podium, there's no prize purse. 
uh, we always tell people like you just win bragging rights um, if you win. And if you don't, you win because you made it to the finish. Finishing is winning. Um, it's really about spending a day on the bike. And I think people just can relate to that and um, feel good about that. So are most of the racers like destination riders that are coming in into Vermont for this race? Or are they generally from Vermont? We have um, racers that represent um, a demographic from 16 states and four provinces. Wow. So, I mean, a, lar- a large part of it, I think our largest demographic is actually Massachusetts, um, not Vermont. But um, so a large part of it is very Northeastern related. But we, we definitely have people flying in from California this year, from Minnesota, from Oklahoma. So, th- you know, they definitely are coming a distance to to give it a shot. Uh, that's really cool. Um, so you touched on earlier, photography and videography is an important piece of, of getting your message out there. How are you guys within that implementing strong storytelling that uh, maybe pushes your core purpose and core beliefs behind what you guys do with this race and how profits all go to organizations like Little Bella's? Um, does that question make sense? Like how how are you... How's your purpose driving your storytelling within your photography and videography? Um, Sure. So um, I guess one way we've done that is last year we did a pre-ride. So Little Bella's, the founder is uh, two-time Olympian Leah Davison. Um, So that is her organization. And Jam Fun is founded. um, One of the founders is Jeremy Powers, who's a cyclocross national champion. So we did a pre-ride um, with them um, to a select number of people that either uh, we invited because we felt they were important to be there or they won a spot via a raffle. Um, so we had a small ride and that day we told their story. So uh, Leah and her sister Sabra from Little Bella's told the Little Bella's story to the small group and Jeremy Mukunda and Alex from Jam Fun um, told the jam fun story and we captured that. And then we put it out to the masses on, this is who we're giving to. This is what they stand for. This is how we want to grow cycling. Uh, you know, see you in April. (laughs) That's really cool. And then are you guys pushing that photography content and video content on a consistent basis throughout the year? Or is it a, a big push, maybe four or five months before the race because it is an annual race. So what is, yeah. what does your year look like when you're producing content? Um, so our year, our, the content focused on our race is pretty much, um, ramps up in November and goes through April. So I'd say during that time period, it's very much our content. Um, the rest of the year, you know, we, we focus on other gravel races and, you know, we push them. We actually are marketing for other gravel road races. Um, there's a road race uh, across the border in Canada put on by Olympian Lynn Bissett uh, called the 100B7. And so we're working with her a little bit this year. Um, she will actually be designing our cyclocross course. So the cyclocross course won't say Rasputitsa. It will say 100B7. Um, Peter Vollers puts on Vermont Overland. We you know, try to help out marketing that a little bit. Um, on, there's a bike shop nearby on your river sports who does multiple events that, you know, we try to help push. And, and so the rest of the year we push just gravel racing. And, um, I think 
though it's not our intention, it's actually a great marketing strategy because, again, it takes away from us and it really says that we're just passionate about what we do. And, you know, even if you can't do Rasputitsa, get out there and ride. That's a win. So as you guys push and promote those other gravel races, are are you seeing them push and promote Rasputitsa back throughout the rest of their year? Of course. Yeah. Like, and I think that again, fuels this family appeal that, you know, we got each other's backs and, you know, let's just all help each other. And that we don't, I don't really feel like we have competitors. (laughs) We've never really felt like we have competitors or we have to be better than this race or um, this race is doing this, we should do this. And we've never felt that way. It's, you know, we've, you know, highlighted the merits of our race. There's definitely merits of of other races that do things more dialed in than we do. And, um, you know, we just, again, when we started this, we knew absolutely nothing about event coordination or race organization. And, you know, we, we don't even call ourselves race organizers at the end of our emails. We always say, you know, Anthony Mocha and Heidi Myers, two friends who wanted to put on a bike race. That's our signature. Um, we don't feel like we need titles or, um, need accolades or anything like that. Um, we just kind of share in promotion and this is our passion. And if you subscribe to that, great. If you don't go ride your bike somewhere else. And so are you seeing a lot of your racers at Rasputitsa? They're also, um, doing all those other gravel race races and, and, and vice versa. A lot. Yeah. You guys are seeing a lot. Okay, cool. That's very cool. As a follow-up, what kind of practices and strategies are you guys using to create and uh, encourage maybe a consumer to advocate for Rasputitsa on behalf of the Rasputitsa brand? Um, Social media, like this, this month has been pretty interesting. So like Instagram for the last like two weeks, pretty much our daily post has been other people, you know, reposting other people's training. Um, they're out there, they're, they're riding on like gravel roads and they post something and we repost it. So, um, that, you know, takes the marketing burden off of us, but I mean, they're producing great content and it's tagged us. And, um, we actually even had a guy in Italy, um, post something on a gravel road and said, you know, this is my Rasputitsa. So, um, it's just interesting how people are like starting to like coin the word as just like a Rasputitsa is a muddy gravel road um, that you ride a bike on. It's, you know, for a lot of people, it's not even the race anymore. It's just a thing. So it kind of, it sounds like you have taken this marketing approach beyond social marketing and made it almost uh, I a, mean, I don't know if this is a thing, but like communal marketing, like communal storytelling in that you guys are promoting other races, other races are promoting you guys. It's like this big community feel, which is something that has always been the case just for cycling in general, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, you know, the cycling industry is actually a really small industry when you look at it. Um, You know, most people know most people, um, you know, um, I've worked in the cycling industry for 14 years and, you know, there's very many names that it's like, oh, yeah, I know that person. Um, so I, I think like building on that and not making it us versus them um, is the keystone of what we've done. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I like that approach. 
So how do you guys then keep your customers engaged and excited about Rasputitsa day-to-day throughout your year? Are you guys posting daily? Are you con- creating content daily, weekly? Kind of what does that look like for you guys as you produce content? We're pretty much posting daily. Um, another thing that we kind of build off of is, you know, we are in a very rural section of Vermont. So um, there's unique unique things about this area that we build upon so like maple syrup is really important to our racers and locally there was just like a maple syrup spill that actually shut down the interstate um so we share like fun content like that um (laughs) you know we went door to door one year knocking on the the course door to door along the course, knocking on everyone's door saying, you know, a bike race is coming through. And like, we were chased at one house, you know, chased away by like a mass of pigs, you know? Oh my um, gosh. So, so we play on like all that, like oddities and uniqueness that Vermont is so rich with. That's really cool. And then you communicate that and push that out as almost a brand element or an identity element of the Rasputin sure. race. Yeah. Yeah. So people subscribe to that. I mean, as I, you know, mentioned to you, maybe offline too, um, the Rasputita is um, Russian because um, Russian for mud season. And we came up with that because our area is really rich in Cold War history. So in the off season, you know, we'll, we'll post things about the Cold War and some like really odd stuff um, that Vermont has kind of like hidden <laughs> in its history. Um, so like people, you know, start to like follow for that reason and interesting so you guys are almost educating on on the history of a of a region through your race brand yeah definitely so there's there's many layers to the raspatitsa yeah Um, you know and like you might you know connect with one layer and not another but we're trying to like reach people at different different levels and and different you know emotion grades yeah, for sure. So then as you guys have built this, Anthony and you are, are kind of running it. Do you guys, are you guys getting to the point where you're going to trade off getting to actually race in the race? Or are you always going to be at the finish line shaking everybody's hand? I think since one, since year one, Anthony has asked me every year, can I race? And I repeatedly said no. <laughs> uh, I mean, since there's just the two of us, the, there's not an opportunity to ride there. I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not, um, sexy or prestigious on what we do. Like we are like doing everything that day from, you know, putting extra toilet paper in the porta potties to, I mean, like there's no limit to what we do on race <laughs> Well, shoot, I'm sure your, your audience at this point would, would be fine with you guys hiring a couple of staff so that you could participate. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have built up enough, uh, brand support and an investment that yeah they'd be okay with that probably yeah and i mean you know knowing a large demographic of our racers like it becomes like really social on race day like i mean we are giving handshakes and hugs pretty much all day long so that's awesome well heidi this has been really really incredible um love what you guys are doing with respetitsa and excited to see what you guys uh Continue to do as you go out into and push into 2017, 2018. Um, thank you so much for this conversation and the, the content that you brought. If people want to learn more about Raspatitsa or, or uh, have any questions for you personally, how can they get a hold of you? 
Yeah, we um we uh you can find us at www.rasputitagravel.com. That's R A S P U T I T S A gravel.com. Um and on there there's links to all of our social media channels as well. Awesome. Well, Heidi again, thank you so much for being on the Great. show. And Thank uh, you, Zach. We wish you guys the best. Great. Thanks so much, Zach. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Active Lifestyle Marketer. If you enjoyed it, we'd appreciate it if you rate and or review us on the iTunes store. And make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you have a story to share with other active lifestyle brand leaders or know someone who would be a great guest on the Active Lifestyle Marketer, let us know. We love connecting with active lifestyle brand executives and sharing their insights and knowledge with our audience. Just send us an email at info at tigercreative.com. And lastly, if you need help telling your brand story, we would love to share how we could help in that process. Check us out at tigercreative.com. See you next time.